Welcome football fans. This is week one of the XFL season. This is the post game coming to you from Audi Field in Washington, D.C. As the D.C. Defenders just beat the Seattle Dragons. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Vince. Not as not not as good as Bryant, Vince, but nice try. We are giving you a quick mini sode recap of the DC Defenders and the Seattle Dragons. And yes, of course, we are watching the LA Houston game as we put this thing on. We don't want to miss a second of any of the action. So we'll try not to be distracted as we just go over some of what we saw, Jake. And what we saw was a 31-19 victory for the DC Defenders. Kind of what we all picked uh, DC to win the game. I, I hit the number for the Dragons. I had them score a 19, but we saw some great defensive plays by DC, especially getting after Brandon Silvers, getting in his face, forcing a huge pick six. What about you? What stood out in terms of plays in that game? In that game, I mean, you know, the, the first quarter and the first half, I think we all expected to be seeing a little more scoring, and that turned it up in the uh, in the second half. We saw a special teams touchdown by DC early in the game, and then we saw the defense scoring another touchdown for D.C., so there's uh, naturally, I want to say there's 14 points, but there were two touchdowns uh, <laughs> right yeah. right there. We're going to have to change yeah. the vocabulary of how we talk about football now. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this, Jake, and I like what you said there, that there was a, a special teams touchdown, that punt block early in the game for a touchdown, then there was also that pick six later in, in the second half, and, you know, other than that, you know, this was a game that was probably played pretty even by both sides. Turnovers were the difference here. Uh, but what what a wild game, <laughs> I, I, would say, I will say. I mean, you know, this really could have gone either way. I know the score doesn't necessarily show it. No, yeah, that's what I thought was interesting was that it was a team that capitalized on the other team's mistakes, and that was the big the big difference and we saw the big plays though we saw the team also that was more aggressive and wanted to go out there with some trick plays you had that that crazy shuffle trick play touchdown pass to Kyrie Lee Uh, it was a 39 yard touchdown in the second half you know Seattle went right back down and scored but you had the interceptions that was that was key well I'll say this to me this speaks to the parody of the league because you know Seattle a lot of people including us kind of yeah. left them for dead and they looked I will admit they looked way more impressive than I expected they looked like a balanced football team yeah. they run the ball zorn that's what I kept saying I think that this is a team that's going to be able to really set some good things up with the run which they did but if they abandon that they it, could get in some trouble they got excellent production from their running backs those guys All three came of them. ready to Farrell. play and they carried the football well Farrell Williams still yeah. could have just been a one score game and, and, and at the end. Yeah. It, it did not turn yeah. out that we, way. We got to talk, talk about that. Tell us about Okay, everyone's talking about the under hitting in this game. It was 50 and a half and it, st- it stuck there like glue even though it looked like it was going to it was going to go over Vince. It did go over for a second. Points were taken <laughs> off the board and you were even saying you never take points off the board. Jim Zorn did going trying to score and get into the end zone and they ended up going yeah. for it on a fourth down and not getting it. You know, I did I did say uh before this week started that yes, kicking is for losers, but at the same time, you know, they had it at a one score game. They chose to take points off the board, went back to a two score game and then just could never crawl their way back. 
Well, yeah, that was that was the moment for sure. But that second half had a whole lot more action, Jake, like you said, than the first half. But I I was really enjoying the first half, just seeing uh, the reactions to all the fans in the crowd, to all the different rules. The kickoff got, I think, a tremendous reaction from the fans. People screaming, just anti- that anticipation you feel in the air when that ball's in the air, and you see. I was looking around at fans, just waiting for it to get caught, till they people could run down the field. You could feel it's a different kind of vibe through the crowd during the kickoff. Yeah, Vince, I think that's something you and I talked about. We were a little concerned that perhaps this would give an edge to the offense to be able to break through that line since uh, you know they were only five yards away from each other, but I don't think we saw that at all today. No, no, we didn't. You know, I thought the kickoffs were you know fairly balanced and just about every single one something happened and and that's something you can't really say it, it, in other professional it football. Did, it did there was a chance that they could have gone to distance yep. on every kickoff that's also uh, except give, for that one give credit to uh, the austin prole for he currently i think is the longest kick return in xfl history yeah uh with i think he got to like the i don't know how long it was but he got to like the 36 well, yeah that's something to say you know yeah. about the seattle dragons yeah they did not win the game but they did look promising and standout and, players and the austin sure. prole uh, you know, in addition to those running backs, this kid at the wide receiver position, uh, you know, he was making plays all over the field and special teams. I think you learned a lot if you're a fantasy uh, player about, you know, who you might want to target in week two from this game. Uh, as the L.A. game goes on right now, you know, we got our eye on L.A. and Houston at 8-6 to six right now. The the uh, Wildcats, not that you need an update. By the time you listen to this, it might be halftime. But the, uh, the, the fact that it's week one, we're getting a look at what players are going to step up and be targets for their quarterbacks and Brandon Silvers I thought had some good production out of Colin Jeter and the other tight end Evan Rodriguez maybe didn't go to them enough Vince or what did you think about what Silvers was deciding with the with the rock it was a lot of prole and then I think everyone else was kind of not utilized as much yeah he was working guys outside the numbers for the most part and uh and there was even uh, I think a cup one time we saw earlier in the game it looked like he could have had a touchdown right over the middle there was a guy running on a post pattern wide open he he just, he just missed them. Uh, I don't know if it's a, you know, those plays were designed to go outside the numbers or the quarterback just wasn't seeing it, but uh, there's got to be an adjustment there for the Dragons. Let, let's go around real quick. Play of the game for you. I mean, that trick play stands out. I think most people would say it's that, but for me, first quarter we saw, I mean, just one of the most ferocious, ferocious hits from the Seattle defense. I mean, uh, uh, it was, I th- but was it Eli Rogers that got hit on the play? Yeah, I think so. And, and I mean, it was really, it was, it was good, clean football violence, Jake. And honestly, it was fun. It was fun to see that kind of hit and be tolerated and not overprotected on the field. And I thought that was a great play for me. But this play, this game, like you said earlier, had a lot of them. Yeah, it did. I, you know, I'm a defensive guy. I like hitting. I think it should be part of the game. And we saw that early on. Everybody just hopped right back up. You know, uh, no injuries or anything like that. But I I think the the crowd here, they were also accepting to it. We saw a roughing the passer. Call that was picked up. That, that was that was picked yeah. up, and, and sure, the the home fans didn't like it. But you got to remember that it should be called that way for both teams. Yeah. So for, during that part, we were, we were all over the field. We'll get into that in a second. But during that moment, I, we were in the crowd, and I did hear a fan say, "I respect that at least." You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we were just <laughs> Even here. He was a defenders fan. We were just here yeah. as neutral bystanders. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and real quick side note, I'm correcting myself. It was Pumphrey that got laid out in that hit, Vince, early in the game. He got up though. The DC running backs, I thought, were 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 pretty good, um, but you know they, they 
they weren't relied on as much as I think Seattle needed to rely on their running backs. And Seattle got maybe a little too pass happy. But still, Brandon Silver's made some big plays going right down the field. What stood out play-wise? Biggest play of the game to you? Uh, biggest play of the game? You know, I, you know, in the second half, I'm going to say it was that pick six was really what I, I think. Uh, Brandon Silver with the, with the pick six. Yeah, I think that kind of broke the game open. You know, there was probably a couple other opportunities for interceptions, too. I mean, they probably could have had a couple more uh, if they weren't for some drops by the defenders. But, uh, uh that was had to be the big play for me. I I think you know that really you know just kind of put Seattle out of it at that point. Now the the L A Houston game is getting is it's getting intense and we got to watch this thing here pretty soon. So we're gonna wind down, but let's talk about just the overall atmosphere. We're at our very first XFL game here. Jake, the very first XFL. The very yes. first XFL game. Uh, what did you take from the atmosphere, your experience? I mean, we got to stand on the field for the whole first quarter right next to Oliver Luck. We get to say that. We were standing somehow, some way. we snuck our way there, and we were standing next to the commissioner as the first XFL game was kicked off. That was special for me. I mean, I'll never forget that, being on the field and just seeing that. But then also when we went up into the crowd, I mean, getting that full vantage point and being around the fans, the intensity, and also D.C. Defenders fans brought it. They were hyped today, and that's what really stood out to me. They were engaged. Yeah, they were. I I think it was a positive experience overall. We had an announced attendance of 17,000-odd. I thought that's about what I expected to see here. It was a respectable number. You know, even those first two series, which were just three and out, I felt like, you know, there was there was intrigue. There was in, there was excitement. It didn't really matter that nobody got a first down on on there because there was so much more game to play. It just seemed like something new. Uh, the game was still, you know, again you couldn't leave early. You got the comeback period going on, and it's still like we said, it could have been a one score game. It didn't turn out that way, but it could have been that way till very late. And you got to say, you know, yeah, it, it was only seventeen thousand people. Um, some people that might be a small number, but I'll say this: they were loud, and they were loud, you know, throughout the game. Even later in the game, you know, it was a little cold. Some people may have went, you know, inside. Some people may have left, but people were loud the entire game, and I, that shows that they're into it. Yeah, and they were in for, yeah. for long. This haul. is the smallest stadium. I was going to say that. Too, remember so. the venue where yeah. we were at. Today so seventeen thousand here is pretty. I'd say pretty damn good. Yeah. And after what fans in, uh, who were watching on TV saw, I'm sure are going to be wanting to get down here to watch the defenders. Uh, and, and pack this place to the gills, which it, it felt like it. If at uh, least go if you can by the volume and the vibe, it felt that it, way. Yeah, and you know, I, this kind of venue here, this this soccer stadium that they have that they're using where the DC United play, this looks like a perfect venue. Mm-hmm. And you know, you could imagine, yeah, there were seventeen thousand people. If you added, you know, another five thousand or so, or maybe even another ten thousand, this place would really be rocking and be just a tremendous experience for the fan going to a game. Yeah, it was really cool to be in the crowd and just listen. And they had the go for three chant, which made my day, Jake. That was <laughs> yeah. my easily my favorite part of the day. Uh, they were chanting for Pep Hamilton to go for three after the, one of the touchdowns. He didn't. And last thing, let's talk about that. The point afters, uh, really difficult to score after a touchdown, which I love, but... 
I don't think that maybe they got to go for two more. Well, I I really think they got to go for two. I mean, especially with the conversion rate, you know, from from one point to two point. I, I still stand by that. I said that on the last show. And another thing I said earlier this week, and we did kind of see, was uh, the defenders did have a two point co- or a extra point conversion package. They brought in their backup yeah. quarterback there. It didn't work, but they did have some special design plays. And you know, maybe there's something to be said for that. You're putting in a quarterback that hasn't really done anything the whole game you're putting a guy in cold and it's just not getting it done yeah i'm coming around to the more uh you know going for two every time but like we said today the conversion rate was it was not good we'll say that you know for both teams it's not where you want it to be but it's probably i would say where the league average will end up well we just have a sample size of one it's true so it's it's very hard to judge after this one game oh man if you're getting point afters though in this league your team's Probably one of the better teams. It's, well, that's going to be really a huge one, advantage. One thing I will say that I was a little surprised was on the on the conversion attempts. Nobody really tried any running plays. No one like no, Randy, yeah, and, and, and straight. And the yeah. thing is, it's like you have Cardell Jones, who's an excellent QB power runner. Uh, you know, he's proved that time a lot and of again. Size. He could fall and, forward, and they didn't. They didn't really run too much QB power the entire game. They they, they tried it once on one of the conversions, I think, but. Uh, Seattle wasn't set. They still had an extra man running off the field. So that's the only time yeah. I can remember. Yeah, that and that was a uh, that was fun to watch, man. Just what seeing the coaches' decisions after touchdowns. I love it. That's probably my favorite aspect in terms of the new rules. But again, this was which is one sample size, one game, and we didn't get to watch it on TV yet. This was being at the at the stadium, and it was electric. It was fun to be here. But I do I, I cannot wait to watch the televised version of the XFL. Oh yeah, too. it is. It's it's completely different from what we heard on social media and from our colleague Bryant who is watching the game at home with his newborn uh, the the broadcast on ESPN was just off the hook in terms of access and interviews and peeps behind the curtain. Oh yeah, we saw you know Diana Rossini running over trying to get interviews from people immediately after they get she off the She must field. have run a good four and a half miles throughout the course that's, of that's, the game. That's being you know rather conservative. Uh, yeah, maybe. Say. Yeah, that was amazing to see. Uh, yeah, it was it was a, a really fun atmosphere though. I, I, I can't can't emphasize that enough. DC brought it today at Audi Field. The fans did, and so did the team. They pull off the victory, 31-19. Any closing comments here, Jake, before we hit the road? Well, DC is going to be back here at Audi Field next week against the Guardians. Am I correct yes. on that? And I expect it to be more shields up. <laughs> yes. They gave away those foam shields this week. People loved those. They were holding them up. They're raising them up. And, uh, yeah, this is, I think, I expected it to be, and it delivered going to be one of the best home fields throughout the oh, entire no, league. No doubt about that. All right. You got anything else, Vince? I'll just say, say overall, I think the XFL accomplished their goal today, you know, at least the goal for me, in that the game felt different. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we were just watching some other minor league football team. It, it was not the AAF. It wasn't, you know, something else. Intrigue it, and interest it, at every turn. Yeah, I'm not saying it was perfect. I'm not saying it no. was flawless. But it was different. And, and it, it makes me want to come back and watch more. And that's what's most important. Exactly. Yeah, there was, I thought, the fact that there was interest and intrigue at every turn, like you said, like, waiting to see well, what's what's the coach going to do with after, after this score? Or what's going to happen next with this kickoff? Is someone going to, you know, break through that 40 our threshold and to see that now in in real life in front of us the xfl rule book played out 
in a full game was incredible. I can't wait to see it more and more. There's going to be a huge variety, I think, across the league from how these games look, and that is the beauty of football, and that's what we're going to get. And also, I think that the fans reacted really well to it, and it was a fun place to be at. So I cannot wait to go to my next game, which is tomorrow. I'm going to be at that Guardians and Vipers game, which I think will be high scoring. And I'm hoping, but we'll see. I don't know. That that Guardians defense, you've been talking them up. That's, them special, up. that's uh, secondary. I'm expecting some big things tomorrow from the Guardians. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, we have Dallas and Landry Jones cleared to, to, to raise hell against the San Luis Battlehawks. Boomer. Yeah, we'll see how many OU jerseys are in that in that crowd in Dallas. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this mini-sode recap of the Defenders and the Seattle Dragons. Again, the Defenders won 31-19. to They are 1-0 in the XFL East. Seattle at 0-1 over in the West. Week 1 just got started. Plenty more to go and plenty more content coming to you here on the podcast feed and XFL.com. We appreciate you subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And be on the lookout at XFL Show on Twitter for all sorts of stuff. We did some videos earlier that were really fun from the field before the game. We're going to do that stuff all season long, baby. So we appreciate you. For Jake, for Vince, I'm Alan, live from Audi Field, this is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.